The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. in the bluegrass uh so dale jarrett kyle petty we knew sort of anything could happen if i had told you guys that uh after the race we would be talking about the 22 year old from california cole custer dale what would you have said oh i agree that we knew going into this race today that anything could happen uh didn't think that it would be cole custer winning this race to be quite honest uh just simply because a rookie right now uh trying to navigate through this time of no practice no qualifying just get what you can and, and his first time in a cup car there and that racetrack is so very difficult and, and we saw that all weekend long though with the xfinity races the truck race uh but cole custer what a move um uh, i mean you know we knew how talented he was watching in the xfinity cars uh but he has really shown the last two weeks i knew last week you could kind of tell that Indy did him a lot of good for his confidence. Had no idea it was going to lead to a victory today at Kentucky, though. And Dale's exactly right. I, I think Indy did move the needle on his confidence huge. And young drivers are that way. You give them one race, and, man, they'll build a career on that one race. And, and Cole definitely came into this race in a little bit different place. But you talk about, did you think Cole Custer was going to come out of this race? Listen. If you weren't 40-plus years of age and your name wasn't Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick, I didn't think you had a chance of going to this racetrack and winning because those two guys have been the dominant guys over the last couple of weeks, uh, last two or four weeks, and, and I, I guess. So, uh, no, never in my wildest dream did I see anybody, and especially a rookie, at a place that everybody talks about being so tough uh, to get a handle on uh, coming away a winner. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Yeah, so tough. I mean, track um, position, the track surface is always an issue. Turn three, so many reasons um, people point to Kentucky as a difficult track. So Kyle, Dale was talking about kind of the way Cole Custer won. Let's go back to kind of those last couple of laps. That was wild. And Ryan Blaney sort of moved down low, sort of changed it all for, for Cole Custer and those top guys. Listen, so we had seen it on a couple of previous restarts. And, and, and we saw it when Jimmy Johnson uh, got turned into the grass. The second and third row uh, were the rows you needed to be watching. Uh, not necessarily that front row. It was not, Kentucky's not your normal restarts, and especially late, late in a race. But we saw Cole get a huge shove from Matt DiBenedetto. Um, and we saw the 12 car uh, of Ryan Blaney go to the inside. He hit that drain. Somebody hit that drain a few years ago. I'm going to remember who it is, hopefully before this show's over with, uh, and messed up their stuff. But he hit that drain, pitched him back up in the race car. Kevin Harvick even said uh, in his post-race interview, you know, Blaney got into the drain, got up into me. Who would have thought on a restart with three miles to go, two laps to go at Kentucky, you would be four wide, four wide going into turn one. Uh, it was crazy. And the rest of the lap, 
uh, lived up to, to its billing going into turn one. Yeah, so many of these restarts, especially at the mile and a half uh, tracks and, and bigger tracks, uh, is who is behind you, who's lined up behind you, and how good a restart they get determines how good a restart you're going to get. If you get just that little bit of a push, regardless of what position, as long as you're in the top uh, three or four rows there, uh, you can make a good run if that track allows you to, to fan out and widen out. Now, I didn't know that we would be seeing – four wide uh, after the, the white flag at Kentucky going into turn one, but they somehow made it work. That was some of the most incredible driving uh, that I've seen to not have a crash in. I really thought that they were all going to wipe out, especially when Blaney hit that drain and it shot him up into Kevin Harvick. I just thought that was going to take out most of the field. I think Cole Custer was by them at that time. I think he totally took them by surprise, but you're right, Kyle. He got such a push from Matt uh, DiBenedetto that uh, he just had all of that momentum going. And, and I don't think that Martin Truex really looked in his mirror enough there because he had a lot going on beside him to think about blocking Cole Custer at that point in time and not knowing that Cole Custer could get back down, have enough momentum to get in front of him. So uh, these restarts are just uh, crazy uh, whenever it gets down to, to time to win. And we see drivers willing to take that chance. And why not? Because now Cole Custer is in the playoffs. And he went from a driver that I believe was 25th in the points and way outside that cut line. And all of a sudden, he is shaking things up quite a bit there and got himself into the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I want to add this. It, it, definitely when, when, a, when a driver outside that cut line jumps in, uh, it sends shockwaves. It sends shockwaves through that 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th position. Uh, when you start looking at it. But, but I, I agree with what Dale said. I, I don't believe that Truex and those guys gave Cole uh, a credit for the speed and the momentum that he had. We saw the, as they continued it through turns one and two, at the end of the backstretch, Truex just barely got into to the four car uh, of Kevin Harvick, sent him to the inside. They switched positions. Truex goes to the outside, and he kind of pinches the 41 of, of Custer up next to the wall. Custer backs out. I think at that point in time that Truex honestly believed he's lost his momentum. He's not in this race anymore. They get in the middle and to the exit of three and four. And you know what? Kevin did what he was supposed to do. He run Truex a little high. But who's on the outside of Truex? Here comes Custer. He's never checked up. He's still coming from the outside again. So, uh, listen, when maybe when you're, when you're at that age of, of 40 or 41 or 42, uh, you look in the mirror and you think that guy's not coming, but when that guy's 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever Custer is, they never check up, man. And, and Custer did exactly what he was supposed to do. He kept his foot in it uh, and drove back up there and handed it to him. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Yeah, he's 22, so if you're doing math, he has two more decades to get to yes. into his 40s, which is crazy. Um, so let's go with the direction you guys were kind of talking about, those playoff implications. 
Uh, you both mentioned it, the fact that Cole Custer has now taken one of those playoff spots. Yes, he's in the All-Star race as well, coming up midweek All-Star race. That's going to be fun. We'll talk about that later. But he's taken a playoff spot. What does, and we see names like Matt Benedetto, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick. They all finished top 10. Is this now almost the, the pendulum swinging a little bit, Kyle, where we're going to maybe see some of these other guys, number one, make it to victory lane, or if you are guys on the bubble, you know, a Jimmy Johnson and Austin Dillon, are you getting pretty worried? Yes, to a lot of that. <laughs> Let me say, I, I think if you're Jimmy Johnson, you're Austin Dillon, you're those guys that have run between 12th and 17th in the points for the last couple of years and haven't broke out of that cycle, you've got to be concerned about a Matt Benedetto. You've got to be concerned uh, uh, about a Christopher Bale. You've got to be concerned now, obviously, about a Cole Custer. So, yes, I, I think we look at that. I, I think Kentucky's a little bit of an anomaly uh, because of, of uh, the way the racetrack is. That outer groove, that middle groove seemed to work. Um, and if you could get there, we saw these guys restart third. And at the end of the race, we saw them challenging for the win. Don't get me wrong. But early in the week, uh, during the Xfinity races and during some of the other races, we saw those guys. If you started third or if you started fifth, you were going to be 15th or 16th trying to get back in line. You couldn't get back in line. So this is a little bit of an anomaly. But I do believe, just like we talked earlier, you give Cole Custer this confidence of a great Indy and a great first win, a first win where it wasn't handed to him, where he had to outdrive some people and put his car in position, uh, then they're going to be in play for the rest of the year. Yeah, you could kind of see it. That whole Stuart Haas organization has fast race cars right now. We've seen Eric Almirola do a great job uh, over the last six races. Uh, uh, had all top fives, but uh, today just a top ten. Uh, but led uh, a lot of laps early in the race. Uh, so a lot of people like that. But whenever you think about some of the racetracks that, that we have coming up, Michigan and Dover come to mind. That I look at people uh, like Matt DiBenedetto, uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, and even Christopher Bell, getting themselves in a, in a position late in these races and take chances, really letting things hang out and doing whatever they have to do uh, to, to get their car to victory lane, knowing that that means they're in the playoffs. So I think that we could see. I know Kevin Harvick and, and Denny Hamlin uh, have been dominant. Martin Truex Jr. is always going to be there. Blaney's been fast. Uh, but these young guys – have some tracks coming up to where they can really take their driving talents and their cars are getting better uh, with each week. And you see some of the people we keep saying, you know, they're going to they're gonna be there. Brad Keselowski was in the mix and Joey Logano was okay a little bit, but we're not seeing the dominance or, or laps led like we we'd expect to see them. So I think this is going to open the door for some others to say, hey, you know, this is possible. We can go race these guys on a weekly basis. Well, last week we said it was a race for the old guys, Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth battling. This week, in fact, this whole weekend was about rookies or young guys. You look at Austin Sindrick in the Xfinity Series going back-to-back, -back, uh, Sheldon Creed in the truck race, even Felix Rosenquist uh, winning the IndyCar race, and now Cole Custer. He was born on 1-2-3, January 23rd, 1998, if you can believe that, and he is a Cup Series winner. We will have more here on NASCAR America at Home tomorrow. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells. 
Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.